This is the Tennis Podcast, and if you're wondering how you ended up here, I don't have any answers for you. Well, they downloaded it. But I, I guess what I mean is if they're wondering how their life led them to this point, all I can say is it's probably fate, probably destiny, but who really knows, right? This could be playing in a supermarket somewhere. There's probably enough podcasts out there that eventually they'll just start playing them in elevators and supermarkets and stuff. 700,000 podcasts on Apple Podcasts I read the other day. And we're what, number four now? One. The voice you're hearing now, the one that's coming at you right now, that's Nick. The other voice is the voice of my sidekick host, Brandon. Not a sidekick. Together we make up the Tennis Podcast, a podcast where one of us comes with a top 10 list. They don't tell the other person what that list is, so the other person has no time to prepare or research. And the other person tries to guess in real time. It's kind of like a guessing game or a quiz, Brandon, would you say? Uh, yeah. The stakes are low here. So, last week, Brandon brought a list of the top 10 worst presidents as generally agreed by scholars, historians, political scientists. And a lot of the conversations we had because of me uh, pretty much became a... Fucking peanut butter water shit again. Well, (laughs) there was a little bit of that and our listeners love it, Brandon. They can't get enough and you can't get enough of peanut butter replacing water scenarios. Whatever. Can you imagine if you went to buy a fish at the pet store and you buy the fish bowl and when you get home, you don't fill it up with water, you fill it up with peanut butter and then you just just drop the fish in there. (laughs) First of all, idiot, you would bring the fish home in a container already filled with peanut butter (laughs) and then when you dug his ass out, he'd be dead. No. Okay. No, because, wait. No. Because Uh the history of the world has forced these animals like fish to evolve to adapt in peanut butter. This isn't like peanut butter just became suddenly overnight the replacement for water. It's always been this way. More bad news for you. If fish adapted to be able to breathe peanut butter, those fish are taking you home as a pet. Okay. Well, anyway, the other thing in addition to peanut butter, and don't worry people, there's going to be plenty of peanut butter talk on any episode that I'm on, you can expect peanut butter. Mm. But the other thing we talked about a lot last week was the 1800s, remember? Yeah. You don't know anything about it. No, I do. I just like to speculate and talk about it because that's what we do on the show. We we converse, we discuss, we mm-hmm. analyze. Mm-hmm. I was so inspired by our 1800s talk last week that I brought you today a list that deals with the 1800s. That's a gift. Thank you. That's a gift. I love history and I love the 19th century. 19th century. I said we're doing 1800s, not 1900s, Brandon. Wink, wink. Continue. So, originally, my plan was to bring you a list of the most common ways to die in the 1800s. Mm -hmm. That list turned out to be pretty boring because it was just... Pretty much a list of gross diseases. Exactly. So, I might still find a way to do that with a spin someday. But I went down a few rabbit holes on the 1800s and I landed on a list I'm pretty happy with. But I'm not going to tell you what it is yet. You want to know why? Because you're withholding to build tension or to antagonize me. To antagonize you. We have a few announcements we need to make here at the top. Okay. Announce away. Let's get them done. Okay. I want to get in my time machine. Number one, we all know you, the listener. Oh, what do we call... They're the thumb twaddlers now, remember? Mm. From last week? Yeah. Your branded fan name, if you're a listener of the show, is the thumb twaddlers. And you, the thumb twaddlers, have been banging on our doors for months. (sighs) When will the Tennis Podcast merch be here? I need to dress myself from head to toe in things that have a huge number 10 on them and we're here to deliver. I can officially announce that the Tennis Podcast merch store, which we got to come up with a branded name for that too, the Thumb Twaddler Station, that's now live. The Twaddler's Attic. 
You can now buy yourself a Tennis Podcast shirt in a bunch of different colors. There's sweatshirts, hoodies, there's iPhone cases, there's windbreakers, stickers, windbreakers, umbrellas, umbrellas there's skis. a semi-truck on there. All you got to do is go to tpublic.com and search for Tennis, or you can just go to any of our social media accounts at Tennis Pod, and we have links on there as well. Again, that's tpublic.com, search for Tennis, and buy yourself some shit. That's announcement one. What, how'd I do? D plus. And I got to tell you, thumb twaddlers, that every dime we get from the Tennis Podcast merch shop will be reinvested into more ugly ass merch for you to wear. Or Nintendo Switch games. For me, because you don't have a Nintendo Switch. Wrong. Somebody got his ass a Nintendo Switch this weekend and that somebody's ass is me. Why didn't we lead with this? This is huge. Uh, I guess this is the new item number two. Yeah. Uh, recently, uh, or last week, a relative passed away. And you know, when a relative passed away, people like to say- Why do you say, have to bring us down, Brandon? Why do you have, well, this is an up show, not a downer. No, there's a point to this. When somebody dies, people love to say, if there's anything I can do, let me know. Mm-hmm. And most people never take them up on this. Although I think if someone offers, you should immediately say like, paint the house. I got my kids through a f- funeral favor. I told my grandmother, next time someone says, if you need anything, let me know, to tell them, yes, I need a Nintendo Switch. My wife piped up and said to just shut up and get one so she doesn't have to hear about it anymore. Wow. And so she can play Mario Kart. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) So, I did it. Tell me about your games. I got Super Mario Odyssey. Yes. I've been playing it and my six-year-old has been enjoying it and I also got Mario Kart. That's a great start. That was enough for now because that was... Couple hundo. Yeah. Couple tennis podcast t-shirts. Set me back a couple clams. Cool. Well, I have both of those games and we should race each other on Mario Kart online because I prefer to be with you in an online setting than in an in-person setting. I've just realized that's one more tentacle that I can get into you. So, sure. Speaking of tentacles getting into people, we're- Yikes. For our 35th episode, which is coming at you next week, and on this one, we're doing a special opinion-based episode, which we've only done two so far. That was our Seinfeld episode and our favorite Christmas movies. Episode 35 is going to be covering our favorite books of any kind. We have purposely given ourselves no limits and kept it open for interpretation of how we want to present our favorite books. There are no rules. Brandon's going to come with his favorite, I'm going to come with mine, we're going to guess each other's. But in the meantime, uh, I'm going to be putting up posts this week on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram at Tennis Pod. You can follow us there and reply or I'm going to be asking you what your favorite fucking books are and I'm going to read your responses on the show next week. So, there you go. Three big announcements at the start. Okay, now do you want to know what 1800s topic I chose? Yes, I do. Last week, your president's episode was a follow-up to episode two where we covered the best presidents. Mine yes. is also a follow-up to a past episode. That's episode four, where we covered the most popular baby boy names in the year 2011. Yes. So, Brandon, today we're going to be talking about the most popular baby names of the late 1800s. Yes! Okay. I'm ready for it. Here's what we're doing. Wait, late eight? Yeah, I need some direction. These came from the Social Security Administration, so these are American names. So, get over it, our one listener in Lithuania. Social Security Administration tells us the most popular names of any decade. You can go to their website, ssa.gov and find that if you'd like. But 
Most of my uh, direction here is coming from an article I found on Yahoo Finance because we know Yahoo Finance is the definitive source on all things <laughs> 1800 babies' names. Yahoo Finance still has articles on like how to balance a checkbook. <laughs> I'm sure they do. They have an article there uh, from Cheyenne Buckingham or Buckingham, Buckingham, Buckingham. She wrote a great article which I pulled a lot of notes from. So, thank you Cheyenne and Yahoo Finance. I also pulled a lot of notes from BehindTheName.com and I'll let you guess why I use that website. So, what I have here is the most popular boy and girl names. I have both, top 10 on both. And it's from the years 1880 to 1890. So, late 1800s. Caden, Jaden, Jackson, Jackson, Braxton, Bryden, Kaiden, Susan. You're giving spoilers away to our most popular baby names of 2018 episode to come someday. Um, How about Waldo? I might be on there as a middle name. How about Adolf? <laughs> I mean, it could I mean, have been. He, he hadn't rose to power yet. So. There's a sharp decline in babies named Adolf after about 1936. Gaga. As in lady? Yeah. Stephanie? No Stephanie, no Destiny, no Jace. How about Will I M? Like the rapper name? <laughs> Spelt with the little dots. <laughs> you think anyone named their kid Will I Am in 1883? I mean, I'm sure there were plenty of other illiterate people. How about Fergie? No, for, there, I'm sure there were a lot of Fergusons or Ferg... 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 What? Fergwather? Ferg... For what? Uh, Are you having a stroke? Yep, I'm over it. How about the name Jinko, as in Jinko Jeans? I'm ready to guess the real ones now. You don't want me to recite my Jinko Jeans story for our thumb twaddlers? Uh, actually, right. I would. Please don't tell them why you bring up Jinko Jeans. <laughs> you remember that, right? That story? Yeah. So, growing up, I did not know any of my uncles, really. And my uncles, my dad had a brother who I had never met. And one day when we were living across the country from where he was, I was probably 10. He shows up at the front door unannounced and he said, oh, I'm in the area. I wanted to stop and see my brother's family, my dad. He has a huge box with him. He brings the box in. He's there for five minutes to say hi. He happens to be in the neighborhood when he lives on the other side of the country and we haven't seen him in 15 years or whatever. Comes in with the box, says hi for five minutes, leaves. Never see him again. He's dead now. The box he brought was a huge ass box of used Jinko jeans <laughs> as a gift for his nieces and nephew. Used. Used by ravers in the 90s. And I did wear one of those one time to school and I got <laughs> I made fun of and I never made that mistake again. <laughs> I didn't know you ever tried to wear them to school. I was in fourth grade. Well, they were kind of in around that time, I think. What year was this? This was like 2000, 1999, 2000. Holy shit. No, they were not in. I... You know, I've never well, you been did it anyway. Yeah, so if your uncle who you've never met shows up with a big box and he doesn't live near you, just keep that door shut because you don't want what he's got in the box. <laughs> did he <laughs> also? literally the last time I ever saw. <laughs> At the bottom was also, um, what's that thing called? Oh, crap. Um, Another stroke? 
No, a hacky sack. A hacky sack and some devil sticks were in the bottom of the bag. (laughs) Okay, even better. All right, let's get to it. Do you want to start boys or girls first? I already know the answer because I'm dealing with a sexist fucking animal, but why don't you just go ahead and get it out of the way? Okay, well, let me explain first that there's more written, not unfortunately, there is more written Mm. about and by and from men in the 1800s than women. So, I am more Hmm. familiar with those names because of what misogynists they were. Because of your misogynist tendencies. Henry. Was I right, people? Look at it. Here we go. Boy names. All right. Henry is your guess. Uh, Do you want to guess where it is on the top 10 because it is on here? Number four. The name Henry uh, is number nine and this also blew me... Well, let me tell you the stat and then I'll explain. So, the Social Security Administration, uh, which by the way, it's fucking amazing they kept all these records from like on paper from back then. Yeah, I don't think Social Security existed then. So, they must have, this must yeah, be maybe also so. consist of census data or something. There were between 1880 and 1899, just under 46,000 babies named Henry in America. Good enough to make it the ninth most popular name on here. In America, the population today is what, 350 to 400 million? Mm-hmm. Back at this time, population in America in 1890, 63 million. 63 million. That was 129 years ago. And the global population in 18, let's see, I have a different chart here, 1900, in the year 1900, 1.6 billion in the entire world. And now there's what, 8 billion, 7, 8 billion? We need a plague. But here's what's fascinating. So, I said 1.6 billion in the year 1900. A hundred years before that, there was a billion. Mm-hmm. A hundred years before that, there was 700 million. So, look, not much growth. 700 million, 1 billion, 1.6 billion over 200 years. From 1900 to today, 129 years, over 7 billion. Yeah. I mean, it's huge. Yes. What? Advances in medicine, advances in technology and transportation. Plus, we started also caring about whether people live or die and they used to not do a whole lot of that. Yeah. We just need a plague. Let's bring a plague to the world, Brandon, you and I. We need a plague that only affects people who... Women? No. All right. People who like eat at Applebee's. Hmm. Yeah. The population has boomed in the last hundred years. Not just boomed, but like whatever sex tripled. Blow up Number nine, Henry. 19th century peak in popularity occurred in the year 1888. Given the popularity of the novel Walden... In the late 1800s, classic essayist Henry David Thoreau may have paved the way for the popularity of the name Henry after his death in 1862. Henry Ford. Henry Ford is a guy. Yeah, but he he didn't... When did he start... Being named Henry? Well, when he was born. Well, when did he start having all his success? Who? Henry Ford? Henry Ford. The late 1800s. He was born... July 30th, 1863. So, his name would have possibly been inspired by Henry David Thoreau. That's right. So, are you curious about the meaning behind the name Henry? Yes. The name Henry comes from uh, the Germanic name. Oh, Henrik. Heinrich. Heinrich, which meant home ruler. It was later commonly spelled Heinrich with the spelling altered due to the influence of other Germanic names like Heigenrock, in which the first element is <laughs> Hagen means enclosure. Yeah. So, there you go, Thumb Twaddlers. You can take that fun fact to your next first date. The meaning of the baby name Henry. Give me another guess, Brandy. John. Why you got to do that? 
Because I work up to it. Why do you have to do the number one so early? Because why the do you think it's number one? Because it's the most popular. It's we're gonna the first that I was gonna get. Yeah, but work your ass up to it. Don't just give it away at the beginning. You ruin the fun. Nope, that's what I do. John's the number one name. Over a hundred seventy thousand babies were named John. Very unoriginally named John. John hit its peak in 1880 with uh, almost 10,000 babies named John that year alone. It has remained one of the top 10 boys' names for a century and it ranked as high as 28 in 2016. John is a long, enduring name. In 2016, it ranked number 8? 28. Oh, I was going to say number 8 had to be like Kaiden. Kaiden, yeah. If your name's Kaiden, just unsubscribe from our show. Oh, goodness. Okay, so the name John comes from the English form of Johannes. Yeah. It's self-derived from the Hebrew name uh, Yachanan, meaning Yahweh is gracious. You mean Yahoahanan. <laughs> sure, I don't know. <laughs> Yahoahanan. Oh, Jesus Christ, if you think I'm alienating our thumb twaddlers. Oh, wait a second. That's Hebrew. I thought... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what did you think? What were you doing there? Like uh, a Native American, like Chief, Chief, <laughs> like Chief Thundercloud. No, John came and kicked Thief Thundercloud out of his home. I'm a Native American, so it's cool. I uh, don't know about that. What's the most famous John you can think of off the top of your head? John Ritter. Sure, I'll go with that. Uh, John Ford. John the Baptist, maybe. A John the Baptist, John, was there probably a John the Great? Probably. There's so many goddamn Johns. John C Cusack. John Adams. John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. We have to move on. Give me another guess. There's no Bart? <laughs> no. How about William? Now, do you mean William or rapper named Will I Am? No, no unnecessary punctuation, just William. William's number two. I knew it. 157,000 babies named William in the last two decades of the 1800s hit its peak in 1880. And get this, in the history of America, as far as this has been recorded, William has never fallen out of the top 20. Pretty impressive, huh? Well, because it's so versatile. You can be William, Will, Bill, Billy. No, I have a problem with this. How did Bill and Billy come to be from William? Because you're just changing the first letter of your name. So, does that mean that Crandon could come from Brandon? I'm trying to figure it out. Maybe Nick, maybe I could be uh, Stick or Chick or Dick or Kick. <laughs> yeah. I mean, all I got to do is swap out the N. That's all I got to do if you're a William. Some bullshit is what I say. If your name's William, unsubscribe from our show. Well, I'm going to find out why it's sometimes Bill. Well, while you're doing that, I'll tell you that the name is derived from the Germanic name Wilhelm which was composed of the elements will, for will or desire, and helm, for helmet or protection. Protection, uh, a helmet of desire, maybe? Do you know the other shortened names for William? Willie? Shortened names for, for William include Bill, Billy, Gil, Willie, Gwee, Gwee Gwee, Gilly, Liam, Liam. Did you know Stop. Liam? I didn't, but I, I mean, at least that's part of the name. Like, it's the last four letters. Mimo and Yam. See, Yam makes as much sense as Billy because they both have nothing to do with the actual name William. Will Yam. Will Yam. Yeah, but you're adding a, a Y on there. Will Yum. Yum. William. 
Yum. There's already that noise. Who's the yummiest William you know? Hmm. Who comes to mind first? It's an easy one. William Shakespeare. Oh, I was thinking William Shatner. <laughs> Give me another guess. Thomas. I'm trying to go in mm. order. Is Thomas number three? No, Thomas is not on the top ten. Oh. Andrew. No, Andrew in the top ten. Fucking idiot. Hmm. Come on, number three is a slam dunk. Theodore. No. Michael. No, none of those are in here. You ready for a hint? Yes. Think about the most common ass name of a man, like ever, besides John. Adam? No. Okay, here's your hint. Uh, this is the name of many presidents. Richard. No. Harold. George. George is in the top ten, but he's not number three. I want to just say George. Okay, George is number four. I knew it. Between 1880 and 1899, there were 91,000 babies named George. Hit its peak in the 19th century in 1882. Today, George is the 125th most popular baby boy name. Isn't that cute? It's fallen. There's a Prince George, that little guy in short pants. There's also George Costanza. It comes from the Greek name uh, Georgios, which was derived from the Greek word Georgios, meaning gorgeous, meaning farmer or earth worker. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> George means farmer or earth worker. <laughs> I guess earth worker is better than hot dog worker. In what way do you work a hot dog? You were working the hell out of that hot dog. Well, I know. I've seen you, I've seen you work it. Oh, and I was going to tell people, uh, we have hashtag hot dog Brandon shirts coming to the Tennis Podcast merch store very soon. If you like to wear lies. Uh, they like to wear truths and if you're new to the show, we call Brandon hashtag hot dog Brandon we because don't. I caught him with my eyes, myself, in a crowded Atlanta airport, greedily eating a hot dog like a squirrel eats a nut over an airport trash can while I sat there in disgust. And so, he tries to say it was me but it wasn't so. Imagine the exact same thing you described only switch the people. Hashtag hot dog Brandon. Okay, so we got one, two, four and nine. Steven. No. Let me give you a hint on number three. You were trying to guess it earlier. Mm-hmm. It's the first name of many presidents. Hold on, I'm thinking. Okay, I'm working backwards. We got Donald. It's not Donald. It's not Barack. Are you sure? We already did George and we've already done William. Mm -hmm. We got another George. We got a Ronnie. It's not Ronald. Mm -mm. We got a Gerald. We got a Jimmy. James. Is it James? It's James. So, this president's list is actually a pretty good indicator of names because a lot of them were on there. James is number three. Uh, in the late 1800s, there were 105,000 babies named James. Uh, but I was going to say there's as many babies named James as there are hot dogs that you've eaten over a trash can. Nope. That's you. Okay. So, James was most popular in 1880. That's the peak of its name in the history of the world. comes from the Latin, the late Latin name... Eocomus, which was derived from Eocobos, the New Testament Greek form of the Hebrew name Jacob. Jacob. Yeah, you got it. Uh, this was the name of the two apostles in the New Testament, led to its popularity. There's a lot of people named James in the world. Tell me some more about James's. That's all you got on James? What the hell do you want me to say? I gave you the meaning of the name, the number of babies named that. How about and some famous James? Okay. James Bond. I'm going to say James, isn't James Earl Jones? Is that the name? 
James Earl Jones. He's a James. Jim Jones. Hey, James Earl Jones. He probably calls himself James Earl Jones because his friends were calling him Jim Jones. And then on account of that guy murdered everybody with Flavor Aid, hmm. he said, I, I can't be calling myself Jim Jones no more. Well, when. So his first Star Wars was what, 77? Yeah. That's the year of the Jonestown. Yeah. They so probably. What came first? In the, Star Wars came out before that. In the credits, it probably said, and Darth Vader. Voiced by Jim Jones, and then they played a little clip of him, that recording of him telling everybody to drink the Flavor Aid. I would pay money to watch the Star Wars movie, but in all of Darth Vader's lines are overdubbed with recordings of Jim Jones. Because as long as a bunch of women died at Jonestown, you're happy. That's right? I don't know where you got that. That's not true. Give me another guess here. Number five is the first name of a very famous. NBA player, I'm told. LeBron? <laughs> yeah. Russell? No. A past NBA player, retired. Hakeem? Uh, Magic? Think about your own son's name. Charles? Charles. Well, my, my son's name is not Charles. I know, but my hint worked, didn't it? It did. Charles. I've chosen for my next guest the name Charles. The name Charles is number five with 84,000 babies named that in the late 1800s. It peaked in 1880. It comes from the Germanic name Carl, derived from the Germanic word meaning man. Hell yeah. However, an alternative theory states that it is derived from the common Germanic name Hari, meaning army or warrior. Wait, what? I don't... Uh, From what language? Germanic. They've given us so much. Uh, and the popularity of the name started in Europe due to the fame of Charles the Great, who lived between 742 and 814, commonly known as Charlemagne, a king of the Franks who came to rule over most of Europe. <laughs> king of the Franks. Charlemagne. <laughs> I like the idea of a king of the Franks. What, what did Charlemagne do? He ruled over all of Europe? Most of Europe. Most of Europe. There's a lot of famous Charleses and, and Charles Manson. <laughs> yeah. Charles Barkley is who I was thinking of earlier. Charles in charge of our days and our nights, our wrongs and our rights. Charles Grodin is a guy named Charles. You know, we mentioned the king of the Franks. Frank is number six. There were 60,000 babies named Frankie. It's just Frank? Frank. But Frankie makes sense because it's the name Frank and then an addition. But Billy doesn't make sense. Okay. It came from a Germanic name which referred to a member of the Germanic tribe, the Franks. Franks settled in a regions now called France and the Netherlands in the 3rd and 4th century. They derived their tribal name from the name of a type of spear that they used. Do you think there was a Frankfurter on the tip of the spear? <laughs> My uh, grandfather's name is Frank. So is Frank Marshall. His name is Frank too. Frank Lloyd Wright. His name is Frank. Frank Miller. His name is Frank too. That's all the Franks in the world. Well, if I can be Frank, you're missing seven, eight, and ten. And they're all easy. Seven is biblical. Jacob. No, we did Jacob, didn't we? 
No, James is a form of Jacob, I guess. Yeah, we didn't do Jacob. Uh, Jacob's not in the top 10. That's surprising. Biblical. If someone says Bible, it's got to be one of the first three names people think of. Jebediah, Zachariah, Malachi. Shadrach and Benny. What were their names? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. (laughs) Zacchaeus. Is it Zacchaeus? Uh Uh-huh. Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> Hosea. Lucifer. Joshua. Yep. It's Joshua. It's all these. Everything you said has been right. Levi? Leviticus? Yeah. Get the fuck out. Where is Leviticus? No, no. It's right along with all of them. All, everything you've said has been number seven so far. Okay. You're doing great. Is it Joshua? It's Joseph. Oh. You're a heathen. That's what you are. Joseph. 55,000 babies were named Joseph in the late 1800s. Samuel would have also been a good guess. No, Joseph is the stepfather of Jesus. The baby daddy of Jesus? No, he's not the baby daddy. He got trapped. God's the baby daddy. He's not the baby daddy, Brandon. He's his adoptive father. God is the baby You know daddy. when she told him like, oh, I'm pregnant, he was like, uh, well, I, I've been pulling out. You think it was? She's like, no. <laughs> She's a virgin, Brandon. Was she? And that's, I mean, that's what the Bible says. Uh, and we all know the Bible is God's word. No, I bet what happened was she came and she told him he was pregnant. He said, that's impossible. And she said, no, it's not. I really am pregnant. And he said, are you going to have an ass baby? <laughs> what? Yeah, he preserved her quote unquote virginity. Sure, I got you. I got you. So, you, you think Jesus was an ass baby? I mean, there's suspicious circumstances. You know how someone will say someone went from rags to riches? Jesus went from ass to riches. Am I right? To the cross. That's worse. It's it's, it's funnier if I say ass to riches. He went ass to cross. (laughs) But it's okay. He rose again. We're good. Uh, So, that's Joseph. It's a Latin form of the Greek name Yosef or Yosef, which was the form of the Hebrew name Yosef. Did you almost say the zebra name? In the Old Testament, Joseph is the 11th son of Jacob. Can you imagine fucking 11 sons? Uh, because he was the favorite son of his father. <laughs> I like how blunt that is. Oh, right. He had the coat. He gave is him a coat. It? Yeah. He gave his son the coat of many colors. I thought that was a different Joseph. No, Joseph in the Technicolor dream coat. Joseph. Yeah, but there's lots of Josephs in the Bible. Right. Well, this Joseph is the one who had his father favored him among his 11 brothers. No, 10 brothers. 10 brothers. God, you're going to hell. There are 12 tribes of Israel. I think that has something to do with it too. Anyway, he was flashing and flaunting his colorful <laughs> coat in front of him. He was like Jerry with his fur coat inside. Yeah. Him. He's a uh, fancy boy. Yeah. He's crying for attention. And they beat the hell out of him and gave him a wedgie and stuff and threw him in a pit. No, they sent him, they sent him to Egypt and told their father he had died. <laughs> Nah, he's dead, man. <laughs> in Egypt, Joseph became an advisor to the Pharaoh and was eventually reconciled with his brothers when they came to Egypt during a famine. Yeah, they couldn't manage their grain silos or something. He was like, hey, I remember like he just gave him like really common sense advice like, yeah, you should fucking save some grain, idiot. 
or when for the lean times. I love the idea of him sauntering around in his Technicolor dream coat. Just telling him like, uh, you ought to put away some grain for the winter. Come on, boys. Think about it a little bit. And they're like, God damn, this snooty son of a bitch has got it going on. Somebody, okay, start saving grain. Let's see how this pans out. And uh, I mean, I'd send his ass to Egypt too, if it was me. Uh, okay, you're missing eight and ten. Number eight, your hint is that it's in season one of Game of Thrones, the king has this name. Well, what, you could just tell me the answer. It's Robert. Robert Baratheon. It was a hit. The name Robert was a hit between the years 1924 and 1939. And again in the year 1953, when all three of those years, it was the most popular baby boy name. This name has a legacy. I mean, it's a, it's a hit machine. The name's most popular year in the 19th century, though, was 1898. And over the course of history, Robert would remain in the top 10 names every year from the year 1900 to the year 1989. So, all the way back when you were born, yeah. <laughs> Robert was in the top 10. You almost could have been named Robert. It's been hot shit for a long time. Anyone named Robert's an asshole. From the Germanic name Hordebert, meaning bright fame, see? Bright fame is what Robert means. The Normans introduced the name Robert to Britain, where it replaced the old English cognate Hordebert. It has been a very common English name since that time. There's a lot of famous Roberts. We're like Robert Wagner. Who's that? You don't know who Robert Wagner is? I probably do, but forgive me for not remembering every name of every person I've ever met or heard of in my entire life. He was number two in Austin Powers is what you'd most likely remember him from. But he was also in Heart to Heart. See, I do, see, I do remember who it is. Robert De Niro. Sure. Robert Downey Jr. Those guys are named Robert. Robert Duvall. Robert Palmer. Robert Marley. Robert Dillon. Okay, and we're moving to number 10. This guy has, shares a name with a, with a vampire, a famous vampire. Dracula. Dracula, number 10. Vlad. Please let me name all my stupid... Vampire okay. names. Go for it. Go for it. It's your time to shine. Brad Pitt. Why is he? No, he played a vampire. This yeah. is a real vampire. Oh. I'm thinking. I'm still here. I'm thinking very hard of vampires. I'll give you two more guesses before I. Buffy. <sighs> nope. She was a slayer, not a vampire. It's true. She's also a girl. Count von Count. All right. This is a famous teen. Hunka hunka burn and love vampire. Robert Pattinson? We already said a Robert. Edward. Edward. Robert Pattinson plays Edward the vampire. Edward. Tenth most popular name. Edward. 45,000 babies in that period. Uh, its peak year was 1882. The name Edward means rich guard, which derived from the old English Eid. Eid. <laughs> which meant wealth or fortune. And word, which meant guard. From, oh, I see them. From Iad and Weird. <laughs> this was the name of several Anglo-Saxon mm -hmm. kings, the last being St. Edward the Confessor, shortly before the Norman Conquest in the 11th century. Can you imagine your nickname being the Confessor? You just confess shit all the time? You're, you're a rat? <laughs> you're a tattletale. Who, who stole these, these fucking sheep? 
go ask the king, St. Edward. He'll confess the shit out of it. <laughs> uh, Edward Van Halen is a famous Edward. So is Edward Sheeran. Sheeran? Sheeran? How do you spell it? Ed, Ed Sheeran. I'm not the one to ask on that. And Edward Snowden. I'm going to go back through the top 10 baby boy names in the late 1800s. We got number 10, Edward. Mr. Ed. That's number a Number nine, one. Henry. Number eight, Robert. Number seven, Joseph. Number six, Frank. Number five, Charles Barkley. Number four, George Costanza. Number three, James. Number two, Will I Am, with periods uh, between the Will, the I, and the Am. And then number one is John. We're halfway done with this episode. <laughs> I've got the girls' names in the bag. Well, before you get to the girls' names, if you haven't bought a Tennis Podcast shirt in the last hour, go buy one now. tpublic.com, search for Tennis. But I'm also going to read a few Apple Podcasts reviews. Okay? I need to hear you say K so I know. Okay, yeah, yeah, yes. Okay, so what we're doing is we're reading reviews from Apple Podcasts. If you go there, there's an Apple Podcast app on your iPhone or iPad, go there, find Tennis Podcast, rate us five stars, write a review. We're going to read it on this show. First one today comes from Detective EP33PS. This gentleman says, our show has great conversation and a fresh take on top 10 list. No S there. Fresh take on top 10 list. Hmm. He's not a grammar detective. Well, he might be referring, so he might be saying you have a fresh take on one top 10 list, but we don't know which one it is. Josh, try to be more specific in your iTunes reviews. Jesus. Thanks for the review, though. All right, this time we're going to go way back in the Wayback Machine to an early review we received. This one comes from A. Har. He or she says, 10 out of 10-ish. This has quickly become one of my favorite podcasts. I came here for the top 10 list and I stayed for the banter. Stayed for the yucks. Nick and Brandon have great chemistry, no filter and can be incredibly entertaining while talking about anything. There are no rules here. Well, I would say that it's not entertaining when Brandon just lists off 20 people with a, the same name in a row. While we All those Edwards? Them. I forgot to say Mr. Ed. You said Mr. Ed. You interrupted me to say Mr. Ed. Well, I wanted to make sure everyone remembered him. Ahar continues, I would recommend this podcast to anybody interested. <laughs> this is my favorite part. I would recommend this podcast to anybody interested in learning a little and laughing a lot. <laughs> so, Ahar, if you want to be our official publicist, you can send your resume over to tennispod at gmail.com. That's actually what was printed on my academic transcripts. Learning a little, laughing a lot. <laughs> now, we're going to turn the page over to Brandon's least favorite topic in the world, and that's women, females, that's girls. Absolutely not true. Second only to people from Memphis. These are the top 10... Most popular girls' names in the late 1800s, between 1880 and 1899, right? That's right. The boy names that we covered are a little more boring because they're pretty much, you know, everyone's heard those names. They're very common to this day. The girl names, different story. You don't hear a lot of these anymore. With mm, two or three exceptions, you don't hear any of these very often anymore. So, this might be harder. Oh, shit. Well, let me get the ones out of the way that I thought. Elizabeth. Elizabeth is number four. There were 59,000 baby girls named Elizabeth in the late 1800s. It's a name that is yet to go out of style, says 
Shyeen Buckingham on Yahoo Finance. Well, also says people who are alive right now and know somebody named Elizabeth. But who's to say what is and what is not in style? Me, mostly. Flannel shirts and New Balance shoes in style. Okay, well, the name Elizabeth has never fallen outside of the top 30 names since 1880. And in 2016, it was actually ranked number 13. Yeah, suck that, George. It comes from the Greek form of the Hebrew name, Elisiva, meaning my God is an oath. Basically, if your name's Elizabeth, it means my God is an oath. So, congratulations, your name is a sentence about someone else. Yep. God. Famous Elizabeth. Elizabeth Smart. You remember her? Yeah, I remember Elizabeth Smart. Uh, not very contemporary or, or well-known or famous or timely example, but sure, Elizabeth Smart. I just want to know if you remembered it. She was in the butterfly effect, right? There was a lot of princess princesses named Elizabeth. Elizabeth Banks. Elizabeth Moss. Uh, Elizabeth, that's all I got. Uh, hold on, I'm looking at a list of accomplished Elizabeths. Yeah, Elizabeth Smart is an activist and a news correspondent now. Snoozeville. All right, you ready to move on? Uh, wait, hold on. There's a list of nicknames on Wikipedia for Elizabeth. Is it Billy, Chocolate Chip, no. Moose? I mean, all kinds of names that don't make sense. Derived from Elizabeth are many short forms and nicknames used in English-speaking countries, including but not limited to... And here's a list. And some of those you've probably heard before are like Beth or Betty. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Liz, Liz or Lizzie. Right? Yeah. Some you may not have heard before. Ellie hyphen B, Ibby, Gaz, Tess, and Easy Beef. Easy Beef? All one word, Easy Beef. If you've ever called someone Easy Beef... And you're not doing it to be funny or to annoy that person, but you're doing it because they actually want to be called that? Sensually, they want to be called. <laughs> Easy Beef. My porn nickname is Rick Easy Beef. Uh, How about Abigail? No. What about Sarah? No. Laura? Nope. Oh, I got that from Laura Ingalls Wilder. Well, you got it wrong. Oh, in fact... What were the name of the other girls on Little House of the Prairie? You know what? Number one on here has got to be the biggest slam dunk. Mary. Yes, Mary. Of course, Mary is number one. She was the blind sister on Little House on the Prairie. You know, did anybody watch when Mary went blind and she had to go to that school to learn how to be blind and then she met another blind boy and they fell in love and became like a blind couple that loved each other? How do I unsubscribe from you in my life? You can't, I already told you about Little House on the Prairie. Laura and Mary, and I can't remember the little one's name. Easy Beef. Well, I'm going to tell you that more babies were named Mary than even John. Nearly 6% of all baby girls born in the 1880s and 1890s were named Mary. Yep. 6%. 223,000. A whopping 14,000 of those names were given in the year 1898 alone. The name comes from the usual English form of Maria. The Latin form of the New Testament Greek names Miriam and Maria. Spellings are interchangeable, which were from Hebrew Miriam, a name borne by the sister of Moses in the Old Testament. The meaning is not known for certain, but there are several theories, including <laughs> Sea of Bitterness, God, uh, Rebelliousness is another theory, and Wished for Child. <laughs> However, it was most likely originally an Egyptian name for Ass Baby. For, for Ass Baby. 
the Egyptian meaning of Mary. You got it. Mary's number one. So, you got one Mary, four Elizabeth. There's one more in here I think you could guess, but the rest I do not think you're going to get. Emily. No. And this is me talking to you, the person who at the start said, I got the girl names locked down. I got it. Hannah. No, but very close. Hannah is close? The name Hannah is close to a different name on here. Do I need to spell it out for you? No, I'm thinking- What sounds like the name Hannah? Well, that's what I'm fucking thinking of. Anna. Yes. Okay. Where's Anna? What were you thinking of? Were you thinking of Harold? No, I was just thinking. Anna's number two, 93,000 babies named, which think about this. The number one, Mary, had 223,000, 223,000 for Mary. Anna had 93,000. So, Mary, number one, more than doubled Anna. So, Mary is very popular. Here's an interesting fact. Anna has never been outside of the top 106 in the entire history of when this has been tracked. But it was most popular in the late 1800s and it didn't even fall outside the top 10 until 1921. So, for a good 40, 50 years, it was in the top 10. Uh, it comes from the name, it's a form of Chana, which is also where Hannah is derived from, used in the Greek and Latin Old Testament. Uh, many later Old Testament translations, including the English, use the spelling Hannah instead of Anna. It means full of grace. Uh, allegedly. You got one Mary, two Anna, four Elizabeth, and now you're in trouble. Give me some wild guesses. Gertrude. No, but you're on the right path. Old people names. Shirley. No. Here's a hint on number eight. It's a famous cartoon character. Minnie? Minnie. Is number eight? Is number eight, yeah. You know, Bram Stoker wrote Dracula in the late, I think it was 1880, 1890, something like that. And, mm -hmm. oh, I'm sorry, it's not Minnie. Her name is the his love interest in London. I was misremembering. I thought her name was Minnie. It's Mina. Her name is Mina. Okay, everyone. So, for everyone out there listening that was thinking for a second that maybe you could start to trust Brandon's information. Don't. Don't. It's still very wrong. Always has been. You better keep me at arm's length. So, it sounds like Minnie Mouse, the famous Disney cartoon mouse, came after the name Minnie was already popular. In fact, over 46,000 babies were named Minnie in the late 1800s. It was in vogue at the time and it didn't fall off the map completely until the 1970s and since then it has been very low. Anna Paquin is named Anna and she was also a vampire. Well, thanks. We moved on from Anna a while ago. But, I mean, do you want to say anything about the name John or Henry now too since we passed those a while back as well? I still had Anna pulled up on my screen from earlier. What is Minnie short for? Wilhelmina? Minnie is the feminine form of the Dutch and German word Wilhelm, like George Costanza's boss in Seinfeld, Wilhelm. This name was born by a queen of the Netherlands in uh, the late 1800s who died in 1962. Well... Now, I'm coming back to it because Mina in that book was short for Wilhelmina, which is also from Minnie. So, I was right. Congratulations. And also, famous Minnie, Minnie Pearl. Minnie Mouse. I think more people know Minnie Pearl. I don't know who Minnie Pearl is. Uh, I believe she was on Hee Haw and she is famous for always having a tag on her hat. Price tag was still on her hat. When was this? <laughs> This is like the 70s and 80s when she was on Hee Haw. I, Do you not want... I've never heard of Hee Haw ever. Hold on a second. Let me tell the folks at home about Hee Haw. Hee Haw was a TV variety show featuring country music 
and hillbilly humor from the fictional rural Cornfield County on CBS from 1961 to 1997. Thank you. It was equally known for its voluptuous, scantily clad women in stereotypical farmer's daughter outfits and country-style mini dresses and its corn pone humor. Corn what? Pone? Corn pone. What the hell's that? Corn pone is a type of cornbread made from thick, malleable cornmeal dough and cooked in a specific type of iron pan over an open fire using butter or cooking oil. I hate it. Corn pone is uh, derogatorily used to refer to one who possesses certain rural or unsophisticated peculiarities, like a hick or a hillbilly. That is a corn pone. What's the difference between a hick and a hillbilly? Uh, Aren't those kind of used inter- interchangeably? Uh, they would probably say, it's the number of teeth. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of humor you could look forward to on reruns of Hee Haw starring Minnie Pearl. Yeah, and if you watch Hee Haw out there, I want to know because I want to invite you to unsubscribe from our show. Number seven on this list is the name of a European city, a very large one. Paris? No. It's not London. Uh, hold on, let me think here. A large European city. Uh, it's in Italy. Uh, so it's like Naples, Vienna, Sicily. It's Florence. Oh, Jesus. What? That's an Italian I city. I know, I never, I didn't think of it. Yeah, so don't oh Jesus me when I should be oh Jesusing you. I was oh Jesusing myself. Florence is the seventh most popular baby girl name in the late 1800s with 49,000 girls named Florence. The popularity of the name may have been inspired by world-renowned nurse Florence Nightingale. She was alive during this time and died in 1910. That came directly from the Yahoo Finance article. How do you become a world-renowned nurse in the late 1800s? I think she invented the Red Cross. Florence Henderson was the mom from the Brady Bunch. And Florence Nightingale saved thousands of lives. Florence Nightingale was an English social reformer and statistician and the founder of modern nursing. Tell me, Florence Henderson, would you, uh, you know... Fight her to the death? Would you, uh... Ass baby? Yeah. Nah. Nah, me either. Cool. So, let's see. You're missing 10, 9... 6, 5, and 3. Yep. Hmm. 10 is a very old-fashioned name that you don't hear anymore. It has a Germanic origin and stems from a word meaning bright one. Give me the first letter. B. B for Brandon. Beatrice. No. So, it was born by the mother of Charlemagne in the 8th century and was popularized around that time in England, but it died out after the Middle Ages, but made a comeback in the late 19th century. Beulah? No. Bertha. Get the fuck out of here. I swear I was about to say, I said Bartholomew for the boys. I was about to say something equally Barth-like. Bertha. I, I, I can't believe it. Bertha. Bertha, meaning bright one, is number 10 with 43,000 girls named that in the late 1800s. Beatrice, I think, was a good guess. I think Barbara would have been a good guess. Blanche. Bertha is usually a name reserved like as a joke name now, like Big Bertha. Yeah. There's a Grateful Dead song named Bertha. I'm trying to see if there are any famous Berthas. Bertha Gifford, born 1871, died 1951, 
American serial killer. Wow. She was a farm wife in rural Missouri during the early 1900s. She was accused of murdering three members of her local community and suspected in 15 additional deaths. What year is this? In the early 1900s in uh, rural Missouri. Oh, she was known for her cooking skills and for caring for sick neighbors and relatives in the community. Five people died in her care, prompting a grand jury investigation. She was arrested in 1928 in Eureka, Missouri, charged with three murderers. Damn. There you go, Bertha. We got to do another serial killer episode soon. Yeah, damn, Bertha. Bertha is a name to where like if I was in love with someone, <laughs> like love at first sight, and I really wanted to date them and I found out their name was Bertha, I'd be like, eh, I think I'm busy that night. This changes things. Okay, so number nine, this is not the name of George's mom, but for some reason this name reminds me of that name for whatever that's worth. Something involving shrieking or shrill? This name is also a character in I Love Lucy, I think. Oh, her friend that lived next door? Yeah. I'm trying to remember her name. It's Ethel. Ethel. Yes. I never in a million years would have predicted Ethel being on any top 10 list ever for baby girl names. I can't think of any Ethel ever besides that one in uh, I Love Lucy. I'm, now I got to look it up and see if there's another Ethel that I recognize. Well, while you're doing that, Ethel fell within the top 10 most trendy names for a baby girl up until the year 1903, but the name's popularity was short-lived. By 1976, its popularity had truly expired when it failed to even make the top 1,000 names. That's from the Yahoo Finance article. Behindthename.com tells me that the name Ethel uh, means noble. It was coined in the 19th century when many old English names were revived. Yeah, Ethel is a really rough one. There are no Ethels that I recognize. You know what I've been thinking about? These names mean, they all have meaning. So, Ethel means noble. Bertha meant bright one. But there were one of the names we covered before. Which one was it? Let me find it. Uh, that means Earthworker. George. George. Why would, so I'm going to name my, my daughter Bright One. I'm going to name mine Noble. I'm going to name my boy Earthworker because he's going to plow my earth. <laughs> uh, let's do number five. That's a pretty common name still. A lot of famous people named this, I think. Well, I'm thinking one famous name in particular. So let me read some notes about it. Uh, this name was wildly popular in the late 1800s, and then it completely vanished. Rather than remaining in obscurity forever, it reappeared in the top 20 in the late 1990s. So, it was popular in the late 1800s, popular in the late 1900s, and in the middle there, it was not common for some reason. Yeah. And in 2008, it was the, the number one most popular name. It was number one again in 2014, and it's been number one since 2014 to this day. So, it is trendy for little girls to be named this. Yes. Is it is it Ava? No. Sadie? No. Um, so, this, this name, uh, the Germanic origin means whole or universal. It was introduced to England uh, by somebody who was the wife both of King Etherled II and later of King Canute. It was also born by an 11th century Austrian saint who is sometimes called Hema. Is it Emma? Yep, Emma. Aha. Uh -huh. Emma's number five. 54,000 girls named Emma in the late 1800s. Isn't that interesting that it was popular in the late 1800s, late 1900s, and today, but in the middle there, for like 100 years, it was not popular at all? Emma Watson was the Emma you were thinking of, isn't it? You're so smart, Brandon. 
I don't understand why names go in or out of style. I don't understand what time period people were like, Bertha sounds good. I'm, it doesn't even sound good phonetically. Bertha. Bertha. It sounds like you like have indigestion. Bertha. <laughs> Emma sounds pretty the same way I've heard that cellar door is one of the most beautiful phonetic phrases in the English language. You know what I mean? How can someone determine what's the most beautiful? I think they play sound, the sounds of those words to people who are not English speakers and have them rate them on how nice they sound. Oh, interesting. That's a list we should do. The top 10 most phonetically appeasing words. <laughs> yeah, number one would not be 10-ish. So, let's move it on. Number three. Do I have number six? No, you're missing three okay. and six. We'll do three first. So, this name is still around a little bit but far less common. It's an older name. Helen? No. Uh, well, <laughs> Helen's number six. All right. Let's get to number six and talk about Helen. All right. 49,000 Helens in the late 1800s and uh, the Yahoo Finance article says, while it may seem old-fashioned today, the name Helen was chic in the late 1800s. From 1895 through 1924, it was in the top three for newborn girls. Are you a little bit impressed? No. While the name was already widely used, it's possible that parents were inspired by the legendary Helen Keller after the young woman who triumphed above tremendous adversity like the blind couple you were talking about. How about the Helen of Troy? Oh, she was, she was fake. She was mythology. Never mind. In Greek mythology, Helen was the daughter of Zeus and Leda, whose kidnapping by Paris was the cause of the Trojan War. The name was also born... The Trojan War is also fiction, right? Uh... Or was it a real war that they don't know what it was for in, in the time since they've said it's because of this? Well, it's Greek mythology, so I can't tell. Does that mean it's real or not? I think it's... Uh, I think it's real. Legend? I think there was a real war, but I think... They don't know why, so they just attributed this Greek mythology to it. It's still subject to debate and there's plenty of reading to do under it. Can you imagine going to war before modern medicine or before even Dude, the, the AD medicine? The worst where they're putting crude oil and f shit up your ass <sighs> to try to fix you. <laughs> like today, if you got stabbed in the arm with a spear... You take antibiotics so it doesn't get infected. But if you got stabbed with a spear back then, even if it didn't, you know, if you're like, I can still use my arm, you're going to get infected and possibly have your arm cut off or die. War, not a fun time. Probably bad. Speaking of also not a fun time, let's get through this list. Number three on here is an old-fashioned name, but still, you can still come across some old people today that are named this. Ranked as high as third place between 1891 and 1894, its popularity persisted for years, remaining in the top 10 until 1939. So, 40, 50 years in the top 10. It's derived from the Greek word that means pearl. Okay. What letter does it start with? M. Hmm. Meryl? No. Mulva? <laughs> Mulva. <laughs> uh, no. The this name, for some reason, the way it sounds always reminds me of the word maggot. Margaret? Margaret. Oh, yeah. There's still Margaret's being named. Babies? Uh, Yeah, Maggie. Maggie is short for maggot. Or Mag for maggot. <laughs> you got that in my head now <laughs> for Margaret. Sorry to all the Margarets and Maggies out there. I never thought of the word maggot when I heard Margaret, but you got in my head and now, now it's ruined. Now you can't unhear it. Yeah, so there you go. Maggot's number three. Famous Margaret, uh, Marge Simpson. Maggie Gyllenhaal. You know, I just now realized that Maggie from The Simpsons is named after Marge. 
Huh, I never thought of that either. I've been watching The Simpsons, no joke, for almost 30 years now. And I just now realize that Maggie and Marge share a name. Did anybody else, if you... If you're I, listening to this and you also just realized this along with me, tweet us on the social medias or go leave us a review on Apple and mm-hmm. mention that you learned about Marge and Maggie at uh, the same time I did. Or if you already knew that and you think I'm a doy-doy. An idiot? An idiot? An idiot? If you think I'm a bit of a doy-doy, you can let us know that too. And then buy our shirt at tpublic.com. <laughs> That'll really show me I'm an idiot. <laughs> so, let's go back through the top 10. 10, Bertha, 9, Ethel, 8, Minnie. Isn't that fucking crazy? Bertha, Ethel, and Minnie. (laughs) 7, Florence, 6, Helen, 5, Emma, 4, Elizabeth, 3, Maggot, 2, Anna, 1, Mary. Top 10 baby girl names in the late 1800s. We did it. This was good. This was good. I Thank you. You're welcome. Great list. Earthworker. (laughs) That's so close to saying earthworm. Or Urkel. Urkel should be Earthworker, right? Stefan wasn't on this list. No. No Waldo, no Willow, no Gaga, no Jinko, no Will I Am, no Fergie, no Stefan. You remember Waldo from Family Matters? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you remember his whole name? No. It was Waldo Geraldo Faldo. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) In one episode, you find out his last name is Faldo. So, he's Waldo Faldo and then there's a, I think in another episode or maybe later in that same one, you find out his full name is Waldo Geraldo Faldo. And that's the huge laugh line, right? Yeah, I wonder what Waldo Geraldo Faldo is doing now. Should we should we end on that? Sure. <laughs> oh no. Is he homeless? No, nah, I mean, if you start typing into Google Waldo Geraldo Faldo, the first result is Waldo Geraldo Faldo now. So I can't be the only one. Hang on, do you use Google instead of Bing? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, So, I'm looking at the images of him now. Bold move. He has a Wikipedia page. Oh, he has gray hair now. Gray, salt and pepper hair. This guy was a ladies man back in the day. Oh, this guy's still working. He played Hood Adjacent with James Davis as a TV series in 2017. He's done some TV stuff. Is this it? Is this all I can get about him? This isn't very good. God, can we travel to the past to end on a different note for this show? Yeah, we might just cut all this shit out. Waldo, Geraldo, Faldo. You let us down. Yeah. All right, let's wrap this shit up. This has been the Tennis Podcast. We'll be back next week with episode 35, Favorite Books. Let us know your favorite books on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Tennis Pod. Brandon, give us your goodbyes. Bye. Bye. Bye.